0: Welcome back to the peripheral. I have some interesting medical stories coming up, but I'm seeking stories about odd medical conditions, such as locked in syndrome. Also, I'm always looking for alternative lifestyles, so please keep writing in. Uh, For this episode, I'm going to cover domestic abuse. On average, three women are murdered every day by their husband or spouse. According to the National Domestic Abuse Center, one in four women are victims of abuse. These statistics should be shocking. If you are in a relationship, are being abused, can't find a way out, please find thehotline.org or call their number 1-800-799-7233. My guest is Megan, who gives a story arc of her relationship beginning to end starts with comments her boyfriend would make to her, moves on to him alienating her from her friends and family, and escalates to physical and sexual abuse. Even though Megan stays pretty casual and upbeat during the story, it's very terrifying and as usual with all my episodes, listener discretion is advised.
1: I wanted to tell a story of my past relationship with an ex that lasted three years and was abusive.
0: How long ago was this?
1: This was like two and a half years ago now.
0: Okay. Talk about how you met him and if there was any red flags at first and when it started to go down.
1: Okay. Okay. We actually knew each other in high school, but we weren't really friends. We were just acquaintances, but we did uh, go to prom together because at the time I was 18 and I was dating a 21 year old. So he wasn't allowed to go to my prom because um, he could provide minors with alcohol. So my friends set me up because they didn't want me to be the only girl in our group without a date. I remember prom night, like, he was telling me how lucky he was to be my date and how pretty I looked. And I also found out he was actually supposed to be going with another girl in our group, but dumped her for me. Um, So I figured out that he didn't know I had a boyfriend. I let him know, and then his response to that was basically ditching me the rest of the night. Oh. Which probably should have been a red flag before we even started dating.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, but this and is then, high school. You don't know any better, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. I guess I just chalked it up to that. But whenever we were in a relationship, he would uh, like use the knowledge of knowing that my boyfriend at the time, whenever I was 18, was 21 To like put me down by telling me I was asleep for dating a guy who was 21 whenever I was in high school, which is really ironic because I later found out once I broke up with him that he was sleeping with a 17 year old whenever we in the first few months that we were dating um, when he was 21. And I like remember her, too, because I remember her um, requesting to be my friend on Facebook. And telling him about it because it was one of his friend's sisters. He told me not to add her because she was crazy and obsessed with him. So,
0: yeah. (laughs) But I love how you're the one doing something wrong when you're the younger one and you're dating an older person. Shouldn't it be the older person that should know better?
1: Yeah. Yeah, cuz even like looking back now I'm like it was kind of weird that a 21-year-old who could drink would want to be dating somebody who's still in high school, <laughs> but yeah. Whatever. <laughs> That's yeah, blaming
0: we... the victim really in a odd <laughs> minor way.
1: <laughs> but we both didn't end up starting uh, like actual dating till we were both 21. That was just really random how we fell into it because uh, I had actually called up one of his friends uh, to play pool one night. Mm -hmm. So I go up to meet his friend and he had invited my ex for whatever reason. Like we didn't end up going to play pool. We just ended up going back to my ex's place and hanging out. Uh, I can't even remember, but we were like bonding over like legends of the fall because I used to like that depressing movie <laughs> <laughs> and and so he ended up taking me back and we ended up making out and then after that we just kind of um, I guess fell into a relationship and I don't think he really, ever laid on the charm with me like I think a lot of manipulative people do but he did tell me like he always had a crush on me in high school but it was kind of creepy because he said he would watch me in the hallways which even when he told me that I thought it was creepy and I still think it's kind of creepy (laughs) at the time I think I was just in a really bad place whenever I did end up getting in a relationship with him it's weird looking back like now that I'm 27 and looking back and thinking I literally thought at 21 that I was going to, like, end up some old maid or, like, cat lady. I had a lot of friend, a lot of uh, close girlfriends, too, who were in serious relationships at the time. So I think I was just kind of settling. I've always had really bad, like, self-esteem issues. That's probably another reason I got caught up in this relationship. And, I mean, being with him really didn't help those issues. I guess just throughout our relationship, I don't want to say he made me feel, but, I mean, he did make me feel crazy. I always felt like I was in the wrong. I always felt like nothing I did was enough or, like, good enough. You know, he talked down to me a lot. Uh, He treated me basically like I was a child.
0: What was the first time you, you noticed that he, like, said something very condescending to you?
1: The time I remember him saying something which at the time it was just more like weird to me Mm -hmm. was I had met some of his friends and their family um, with him and then like I think a couple days later we're talking and he tells me that his friend's mom had pointed out my tattoos and at 21, I had pretty much the majority of the tattoos I do now. So even back then, I would have had to wear like long sleeves or pants to cover everything up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and he said that she had pointed them out and had ha- asked like why I would do that to my body. At the time, I've never had anybody like talk to me in a way like that or like about my tattoos in that way. Talking down to me about them.
0: I mean tattoos are barely normal these days. Uh, yeah. It's I mean if you go to a, a conservative area, you might get a, mm-hmm. a few sideways looks, but for the most part, I don't I don't really see tattoos as being that out of the ordinary. Yeah. And uh what yeah. what, what, what what did he do for a living again?
1: He worked in the like doing MMA. kind of training yeah
0: MMA fighters I I think 90% of them are covered in tattoos
1: yes (laughs) (laughs) just,
0: just pointing that out
1: yes which is funny because a lot of the people at his gym well at least the guys at his gym had tattoos but for some reason like it wasn't okay for me to have them I mean he never said that he said it in ways like this is how people see you since you have tattoos or this is what people think of you. And like, I even remember one time, um, he had gone out with some of his friends from the gym and he came back and told me that, I guess one of the guys there said, if you want to get laid, like tattoo girls are the easiest. Why are you telling me this? And like, that's not true either. I don't, it was just ridiculous. And, um, And then, like, later on, actually, um, once we broke up, somebody told me that he had asked her what she thought of me. And she was like, I think Megan's great. And then he was like, even with her tattoos. So it was kind of like, I feel like now it was more like an insecurity of his that he had. And he was just kind of projecting it on me. And, I don't know, using it as a way to make me feel that. Which, I mean, it kind of did because it made me feel like that's all the people that he was surrounded with, like, thought of me.
0: Yeah. I, I can't even explain what his thinking is there because it's just so awkward and weird. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the other things that progressed here?
1: I'll just list off kind of just, like, weird – or not weird things. Just, like, things he would – I guess, say to me throughout the relationship. Oh, he would also try and like isolate me from friends mm-hmm. by either like talking down about my friends or calling them sluts or telling me that they were bad influences. He felt like he had, or what he was trying to make me feel like he had his best interests out for me. Like being like, I just don't want you to get caught up in <laughs> these people who don't have, like I have the best interest for you. like they don't kind of thing.
0: But he's the one that's being kind of mean, manipulative. Yeah. (laughs) But your friends who are supportive Uh, and are there for you, no, don't hang out with them.
1: Yeah. Anytime like we would get in a fight or something and I would call him mean Mm -hmm. and he would basically be like, do you seriously like not have a bigger vocabulary? Like, is that the only word you can think of? And tell me how limited my vocabulary was and, you know, just proceed to call me, like, stupid or an idiot or, like, dumb. He also would comment on my weight. He would tell me that I was chubby. And one time he compared me to one of the girls we knew who did fitness competitions and told me that if I just worked out and ate a little better, that I would be hotter than her.
0: Kind of backhanded compliment there.
1: Yeah, because it was like, oh, you think I could be as, like, like, in one instance, it's kind of like, oh, my gosh, you think I could be as pretty as her? But at the same time, you're also telling me that I'm not not at the same time. And then he also told me, he would tell me, like, I didn't know how to talk to people, and that's why nobody liked me.
0: Seemed pretty personable to me.
1: Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I think sometimes, I think... He wanted me to be, like, one way, and I'm just, like, not. Mm -hmm. But um, I struggle with, like, social anxiety. So sometimes, I guess, for some people, if they're not, like, trying to get to know me or I don't feel comfortable around them, I think I may come off, like, kind of, like, off-putting or, like, rude. But that's, like, not my intention, you know? He never tried to get that. With him saying that I didn't know how to talk to people, he would go as far as to want to proofread and like revise text messages between me and people he knew. He would basically make the text sound exactly, it would sound like it was coming from him. And I guess how I feel like he kind of talked, especially um, to people was just like, I kind of feel like a kiss ass or like a suck up. And I'm not bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not like that. So this sounds like you. Like, it does not sound like me. And he was just good. It shouldn't sound like you. You don't know how to talk to people, Um, which is so weird because um, I run my own business and um, I don't think I would have the clientele to support myself if I didn't know how to talk to people.
0: I think you do just just fine.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mm. And then there was this one time where... um, We had gone to a wedding and like this girl was making it so obvious that she was like hitting on him. I got upset. I wasn't like near him. I was sitting at a table with like some of the other girlfriends and like wives and he was on the dance floor or whatever and this girl was pulling like he's super tall he's like six two and she was pulling at his arm and like pulling on his like head to bring him down so she could talk to him that lasted for like probably five or ten minutes and it really like annoyed me there's a way to tell somebody i'm not comfortable with you doing this you don't even have to say you have a girlfriend And I had been drinking and I got upset and I went over there. I didn't push her because she's not the problem. She doesn't know if he has a girlfriend or not. And instead, I like pushed him back. You know, he blamed that whole situation on me. He turned it around on me. And then um,
0: you're the one that's overreacting. You're the one that's being.
1: Yeah. And then later he was that girl was a doctor. She could take care of me better than you take care of me. That's such a weird thing to say, but it made me feel bad in the moment or at the time.
0: Well, absolutely, because he just <laughs> took the side of some random stranger who was flirting with him over his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He just sided with somebody that should make zero difference in his life, and, mm-hmm. and you yeah, should yeah that make, he
1: just met. Yeah,
0: you yeah. should be the priority but Mm -hmm. he just deprioritized you lower than her. That's very hurtful Mm and just disrespectful in general.
1: Yeah. Then another time I can remember, we had gone out with some of his friends for New Year's Eve and we were out at like this bar restaurant. It was packed. I didn't have my phone on me. Like it was in my uh, purse at the time. And I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. But the bathroom was like, on the whole other side of this um, place. And so I asked him to come with me just so, like, I wouldn't get lost, you know? Um, So we go, I go to the bathroom. We're coming back, and we're only, like, halfway back. And then the balloons drop and everything, and it's New Year's. Well, I did not get a kiss that New Year's Eve, and he got super pissed because we weren't with his friends. And he told me that I did that on purpose that I didn't want him to enjoy his new year's eve with his friends. Mm-hmm. And then like was pouty all night and like ignore me the rest of the night whenever we were hanging out with his friends.
0: So he's just turned this one tiny little situation into ruining the entire night and it's your fault.
1: He- I mean, and that happened a lot, a lot of times. This is just, you know, one specific time I can remember. Yeah. And then also, since we were in a long-term relationship, uh, we talked about the future. At the time, whenever he would see these things, like, I thought they were a joke. But the longer it went on, I kind of realized he was being serious. Also, nobody should joke about these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So he basically told me, like, he didn't want to have kids with me because I had bad genes and that he wanted a a surrogate who was like athletic so he could breed champions like himself. Yeah. (laughs) I actually, oh my gosh, it's so funny. So um, my boyfriend now, like he doesn't know, I haven't told him like everything from that relationship, but since I was upset yesterday from reading his text messages, I let him read a couple of text messages and he was like what a fucking douche champion (laughs) he's like he is like such a narcissist yeah yeah (laughs) i (laughs) I was like yeah (laughs) it always seems
0: so clear to people maybe on the outside that Mm -hmm. hear it secondhand but when you're in it and you think you're in love you think that this is what's good sometimes it's harder to see but Mm -hmm. i know it's probably easier to take when it's harder to see than when you do find out that this is bad and mm-hmm. you're you're stuck <laughs> you know? mm-hmm.
1: yeah and I think that was the thing too like I think I'm the type of person that I want to do everything I can to make something work but in this relationship I guess I should have just seen like there was no hope like because I was the only one putting in the effort like he wasn't putting in any effort and also I mean he's abusive too. So I don't I don't know if you can necessarily help people like that unless they want help for themselves. Because even I remember like whenever I went to, um, started going to therapy like after the relationship and talking to my therapist, she was, yeah, guys like him, they normally, I don't see them. She's like, they usually don't come into couple therapy or anything. There's only been like a couple who actually will, but they don't, try and make any changes because they think they're the problem
0: yeah yeah they they think that they're the shit they think that they're the they're perfect and everyone else is the problem
1: Mm -hmm. that first year that me and him were dating uh, my parents were actually going through a divorce and at the time I had actually stopped talking to my dad we've never really had a relationship he my dad's kind of um, emotionally unavailable which is kind of why I think I've dated a lot of douchebags. <laughs> me and my family just aren't on the best of terms. We've never been. And my ex would always make me feel bad about that, even though he didn't like his family. <laughs> I loved his family. Like, I would hang out with his mom and his brothers all the time, like, without him, whether it was, like, going to the movies or going to, to out to eat with them or something. And I remember telling him, how much like I loved his family. And he basically just told me that of course I do because I have the same negative mindset as them. And I don't think his family has a negative mindset. I think they're the sweetest, most optimistic people I've ever met, except for him.
0: (laughs) So so you did have a like mindset, just not in the way he said. Yeah. You said that you had some text messages that you've saved. Uh-huh. Would you want to uh-huh. read any of those?
1: Um, sure. Let me get my, <laughs> let's see. And these were like after I broke up with him. One of his texts goes, uh, you need to protect your protection from yourself, you selfish little whore. You made this story up in your head and you went with it, but we both know the truth. You plan to do this for the past six months. I'm glad because you don't deserve me. I'm a champion. Enjoy the rest of your miserable life, Megan. Of course it makes me sad. Sad that you deceive me like that. Use me, treat me like shit, deny me everything for your pleasure. Please don't reply. I'll text you when the bills are over. Other than that, you can go fuck yourself, bitch. I hope you lie. I hope you lie to everybody. Make yourself sound like a saint. Call me the devil, and I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you do that. But at the end of the day, we both know who is true. Least I can say I tried with you. You didn't change one bit. You are a loveless human being.
0: Okay. No, it's, that's, a, that's a gold one. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> Another one is um, I feel like it was I had asked him to, because my text before his is, Is there a way you can verify that you did that for me? I think it was just like uh, him transferring his name onto something um, and taking my name off. Mm -hmm. And he texted back, go fuck yourself. Never text me again, you cold man hater. Once you realize I never cheated on you, you will feel so stupid. You are stupid. You love getting that attention you're getting right now. But just wait. You will get what you deserve.
0: That's very threatening.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah super text message, like, I had never gotten one like that before, and never have since then, but it was basically, like, saying all these things to me, like, you're the devil, in time, things, the truth will come out, and your lies will be exposed, um, he brought my family into it, he said, um, he said that my mom and sister, Are like worthless and he's surprised they haven't killed themselves yet and that he wouldn't be surprised if I did the same and he went back to my tattoos and he was like you'll never find a guy who will treat you with respect because you have tattoos and you're just sending out this message to the world that I'm that I'm trashed and that I just want to be used And, like, all this other stuff that I can't remember. But those are the main things that, like, stuck out to me. Um, Whenever I was reading those, I was like, maybe I am a bad person. But then I saw um, other, the screenshot text messages that I found between him and girls. And one is of... like, they're talking, and, like, I guess the last text he sent was that he's eating leftovers from their dinner the other night. And then she said that she, like, bought him cookies, like, that he he likes. And then he doesn't reply back. And then she sends him a picture of me and him that she found online and just says nice. From what I gathered, I got the chance to ask him about these girls, which, by the way, he never admitted to cheating on them. He was like, it was all platonic. And with this girl, he said he was just complaining to her about me, that I didn't make him feel like the champion that he was. And that... Um, well, that's Like, called, I didn't... That, what?
0: That's called emotional cheating. When you <laughs> yeah, no, know. In others. I was like... <laughs>
1: It's emotional cheating. And plus, you have this girl in your phone under a different name, a dude's name. I don't know about her. Yeah.
0: You always come across remnants of old relationships and pictures Mm -hmm. and whatever. But in your case, it's sad that all the things you're uncovering are hateful messages and Mm -hmm. and just shitty memories.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm in a great relationship now. That relationship with my ex was just um, a learning lesson. I'm I'm pretty hard-headed and stubborn, so as bad as it is, I think I needed to go through something like that to kind of realize that not everybody has like the best intentions, I guess, for you, mm-hmm. even though they are saying they
0: do. They're protesting that they are the champion and they're the best <laughs> and all these things, and you're terrible and you're negative and you're just like family members that he hates. I don't understand how on earth he could skew that that bad, but uh, I don't know the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath, but he's one of them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I definitely think he's a sociopath because, well, I read the sociopath next door. Mm -hmm. I would not put it past my ex if he did eventually one day murder somebody. That's how I see him.
0: How aggressive was he? Physically,
1: physically. so, um, yeah, he didn't start getting, like, physically or, I guess, like, sexually abusive till we, the last year we were together. The sexual abuse kind of started when, I guess, he was trying to get me to do sexual things that I was not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And I told him I wasn't comfortable with. And honest with him, which I guess some people aren't with their partner, but I was like, I've tried that before. I'm not into it. We're not doing it. And he flipped it around on me and told me that I must have loved that other guy more than him or cared about him to have tried that with him. And then he kept on like, just being like, it'll just be just one time, just like one time. And then we'll never have to do it again. And I just gave in and did. And I shouldn't have listened to that because that was a fucking lie. And now I know better. Yeah. And then after that point, like just giving into what he wanted, he um, continued to press me to do do that with him again. And I would just always tell him like, no,
0: you should really be on the same page when it comes to the bedroom. And if you're not comfortable with something, it's. I get you. You want to please your partner, but mm-hmm. if it's not pleasing to you, my own thing is if the other person's not into it, I'm not going to be into it because I want to see them enjoy themselves. You know, mm-hmm.
1: I don't want to be with somebody. I guess like who doesn't respect me, my boundaries. Mm-hmm. He did um, rape me, which I at the time I guess I didn't realize was rape like I didn't I guess at the time think that your partner could do that but since being in the relationship I guess hearing other people's stories like if you say no and the person keeps going yep. it's rape it's,
0: it's and exactly that. he
1: did that like we kind of had started messing around and then I was just not into it and I was like get off me like I'm not into this anymore and he continued and I was, like, crying and screaming and, like, trying to push him off of me. And then I guess, like, he got so annoyed with me doing that that he finally stopped. But it wasn't because he had this epiphany, like, oh, what I'm doing is wrong. Uh, Once he got off, he just, like, looks at me, doesn't say sorry, doesn't apologize. I, I feel like you either got raped or were molested as a child. Because I don't know why the fuck you're acting this way. God. And I was just looking back at them like, it's because like I wasn't into what was going on. I wanted it to stop and you weren't stopping. I don't know how I'm supposed to act whenever you're like forcing yourself on me.
0: You weren't raped as a child. You were raped just now at that yeah. moment. And you're responding in a normal, natural manner of being... Attacked, being forced into something. Mm-hmm.
1: The first time he got physical, um it was a Saturday because I had worked all day, and we were supposed to be going out with some of his friends. Well, I think I just like wasn't in the mood to go out with them. Where I was, I can't find anything to wear, so that put me in a bad mood. Can we just stay home? I just want to stay home with you, and he didn't want to. He starts leaving, and I'm following him out when he's going to the garage. I think I was crying, too, and I was, like, crying and, like, begging him just to stay. I'm like, please, I just want to hang out with you. He goes, no, I'm leaving. Okay. And I was following him out the door and being like, can you just please stay? And he turned around, and he grabbed my hair and um, was, like, screaming in my face. And, I mean, it could have gone a lot. I, and that was it. Like, that, that was the extent of that one. But it was super scary, and I remember being like, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. Like, it's escalated to this. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, he didn't hit me or... I wasn't left with, like, a bruise or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just, I guess, the fact that it was terrifying because he's so much bigger than me. Like, I only four, and he was, like, 6'2", 200-something pounds. Yeah. Like, he could have done way more damage. Um, and then once he was done, he just threw me on the ground and left and went to hang out with his friends like thinking that was like the last straw but I remember texting friends that night and like not telling them what happened but being like crying and being like I think he broke up with me and then I ended up staying and then the next time that he got physical with me was um I was moving salons because I'm in the salon industry and I had told him like he knew like probably a couple months in advance because I have been planning this. And um, uh, he was agitated, I guess, because he had also made lunch plans with a friend. And then he got even more mad whenever I told him that my old managers or bosses or whatever had told me they wanted me to pay my last week rent instead of taking my vacation time. We were standing outside of my salon, out front, with my, the trunk of my car popped. That's when he started getting really agitated because I guess his friend was already at the restaurant. And I guess they were mad at him because he wasn't there yet. And I was just like, you're supposed to be helping me. You knew about this in in advance. I'm sorry that you overcommitted yourself.
0: Yeah, he double booked himself. Now it's your fault?
1: Yeah, so now it's my fault. So we weren't just outside of, like, the front of my salon. There are also other storefronts. There's, a, We're at a busy street slash, like, intersection. And he proceeds to slap me upside the head a few times. And then storms off, gets in his car, peels out, and leaves me. I was just, like, so embarrassed. I wasn't even thinking about, like, if anybody had seen that, what they would have thought about him, like what a shitty person he is, but what they would think of me. I don't know. I thought I looked stupid in that moment. And yeah.
0: That's usually the people's go-to emotion is mm-hmm. what, what is someone going to think of me? And mm-hmm. and it should be what, what is someone going to think of him, but it's never that way. It's always, it's always that shame. That Mm -hmm. the victim will feel and Mm -hmm. even after the fact of trying to explain it to somebody, you probably feel, I don't even want to say this because how am I going to look? And Mm -hmm. it's such a backwards thought process, I guess. I I don't know Mm -hmm. because nobody, nobody deserves to be hit in the head. Mm -hmm. And you said he was over six foot tall MMA fighter. Mm -hmm. How tall are you?
1: I'm only 54.
0: Okay. Well, not that it's ever okay to hit somebody, but it's it's just he's this huge guy and he knows how to fight. He knows how to literally kill people. Mm-hmm. And he's he's taking it out on you. Mhm. There's no no way this is okay.
1: I blame myself sometimes still like still now I'm like I could have left anytime I wanted. But Honestly, whenever it's coming to abuse and there's somebody making you feel less than, it keeps you there.
0: It makes you codependent.
1: Yeah. Even though I was the sole provider in the relationship, it made me feel like I couldn't be without him kind of thing. I couldn't do it without him, you know?
0: You feel less than, so you need them uh-huh. in your life. And mm-hmm. it's it's a really skewed mentality to have, but that's, that's their whole Deal. That's their whole game is alienate you from your friends, make you feel like crap. And so Mm -hmm. you're tied to them and they have all the control. Yeah. So was that the last straw when this happened at your work?
1: Uh, No. (laughs) We ended up staying together a little over, um, you know, six months Mm -hmm. after that. I guess like other ways that he would um, put me down or make me feel like a bad person was with religion because he went to church and um, I'm not, I don't consider myself religious. I come from a, I grew up in a very strict Southern Baptist household um, I don't know if that's what turned me off to religion, but even though he was going to church, it would have been something since we were in a relationship that, uh, if it's important to him, I would want to explore with him. But he went to church on Saturdays, which since I'm in the salon industry, that's my busiest day. That's the day I make the most money. So I wasn't willing to sacrifice, um, not working that day, um. You know, he wasn't understanding of that. I mean, that was a huge theme in the relationship. Me basically being the one who had to rearrange my schedule, rearrange my life to fit his. No compromise like whatsoever from his end. I think he was also using religion to make me feel like I was a bad person too. Being like, well, he go- I go to church, you don't. And I think he was really using religion um, as bad as it's a... He knew he was doing all these bad things. And, like, I think he was using it to pray it away, which uh, I don't think that's how religion works. But I think it made him feel better about himself. What should have been a huge red flag whenever we were together was he actually had a student at his gym who um, complained that he had sexually harassed her.
0: So there was a female at his gym that he was supposed to be training MMA and she said Mm -hmm. that she was harassed.
1: Yeah. She never pressed charges and I can't remember. It was like something he said to her Mm -hmm. and I can't remember what it was. He always said really weird things that I guess I just ignored that I should have been like, okay, you're a fucking weirdo. Like I shouldn't be in this relationship
0: But it was, it was so commonplace that you, it just, it's like, well, that's not as weird as the last weirdo thing you said.
1: (laughs) Yeah. One of the weird things I remember him saying to me, which is really, I don't know. It's weird. Thought it was important to tell me that he, like, I guess, changed his porn habits and was only now watching porn with girls with tattoos. What? Because he was dating me. Which I thought was so weird and not even now, like me saying it, I'm like, this is so fucking weird <laughs> What the yeah. hell? So you're just fetishizing me. You can be attracted to other people. I don't I don't know. <laughs> it was weird.
0: I mean I I think people should be open with their sexual activities with each other, <laughs> but at that point I, I think that's <laughs> And and there's no logic (laughs) really behind it at all? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm... Uh, Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, So the first year that we were dating, he freaked out on me. We had gone to Spain. His huge deal was mounting lion statues and having me take pictures of him doing that. Um. And I remember... (laughs) because he's a champion. I think it was like a courthouse, and it had like lion statues outside of it, but there were like guards out front, and my ex speaks fluent Spanish, so he goes up to them. Uh, He tells them what he wants to do, and they tell him no. So as we're walking away, um, he's like, let me just jump up there. and You take a quick picture, and we'll just like run away, I was not having it. I felt really uncomfortable with that idea because, for one, we're in a foreign country that I don't know the language. Second, we're in a foreign country. And if he gets arrested for some reason, what am I going to do? I didn't know what was going to happen.
0: I mean, I've I've seen the show Locked Up Abroad. It's kind of scary sometimes with, (laughs) you know, what the process is. Not that it's not scary getting arrested in America, but it's... (laughs) you're, there's a language barrier, you have no friends, you have no contacts, you can't call anybody, yeah.
1: Yeah, and instead of him being like this understanding, normal person, like I think anybody else would have been in that situation, and understanding where I was coming from, he proceeds to just berate me and tell me that I'm a selfish bitch, leaves me in that square crying, it felt like a really long time, but it was probably like five or ten minutes.
0: Whoa. So he he walked off and left you mm-hmm. in a foreign yeah. country. Yeah. I, even if it was for five minutes, you don't know. And anything, yeah. anything could happen in five minutes.
1: Whenever we were going home from that trip, I was actually like super scared that he was going to break up with me. The second time he freaked out on me, we were going to one of his best friends from high school's wedding. But we were going out for, like, I guess the engagement party, and I get to his house. He opens the door, and he's, why do you look so nice? I thought he was flirting with me, but he was being, like, dead serious. And as soon as I walk through the door, he starts ripping into me, asking, who am I looking so nice for? Why do I look so nice Um, I never look this nice for any of the friends he actually cares about because he doesn't care about these people that we're about to see.
0: Um... Okay, hold on. (laughs) You're going to a wedding reception pretty much? Yeah,
1: like an engagement. Like they just got engaged, like an engagement party, I guess.
0: Engagement party. So people are dressed up nice for this, wanting to fit in and not look frumpy at a party where others are going to be dressed nice. It's his friends, but because they're lesser friends of his that you're supposed to know, <laughs> <laughs> you're dressed up nice, but you're not dressed nice for the ones that he prioritizes as his better friends. And so now you're a bitch and you are screwing up and deserve to be yelled at.
1: Pretty much. I don't know. Like, I wanted to look nice. Yeah, because we're going. To something where I wanted to look nice. And plus, I knew all these people, too, from high school. I want to look nice for myself.
0: My wife dresses nice to the grocery store. Yeah. (laughs) She just does it for herself. I have no say in the matter. (laughs) I feel like the frumpy, you know, dumpy guy around her. (laughs) So, So people can just dress nice and it's their prerogative.
1: Yeah, that and then that night, like, he just yelled at me, and I don't know how long it was for again, but it felt like hours. This is something, like, he would say a lot whenever something like this would happen. I did this to myself, and that I have nobody else to blame. I'm the problem.
0: Did you end up going to this party? Yeah,
1: we ended up going. I don't even know how. I'm pretty sure I just didn't have any makeup on anymore, (laughs) I did look really nice, and now I don't look as nice anymore, but whatever.
0: I almost wonder if he even cared, or if he just didn't want you to have a good time, so he just picked a fight with you over nothing to make sure that you wouldn't have a good time. Or don't ma- know. Maybe he's just psychotic <laughs> enough that he, he actually did have a problem with the way you were dressed. I don't know, but obviously his intention was to ruin your night, regardless of his motive
1: finances would be in like kind of like an argument um just because i was pretty much the sole provider yeah that was something Uh,
0: i was going to ask you about you mentioned that he was an mma trainer and fighter i know mma fighters and Mm -hmm. they make less than minimum wage (laughs) yep There's, there's no money in that that's unless you're a big time fighter in the UFC, you're pretty much a starving artist, but you, you're not painting anything. (laughs)
1: Whenever we did eventually move in together, I'm pretty sure he was only making like $800. He was teaching classes and he was, um, doing private lessons with people. Whenever he did have a fight, he would bring in extra money, um, that month or whatever. But Fights aren't that often. That's only like once or twice, like a year.
0: And how much did he actually win or make?
1: Uh, Probably the biggest one was, it was somewhere in the thousands. Whenever you're not professional, it's not a lot.
0: (laughs) Again, I'm a huge MMA fan. I I go to a lot of the local fights and tournaments. I, I watch UFC all the time. I have great respect for what these people do. And I absolutely know that there's no money in it and that they have to have sponsors and supporters along the way to do what they do to put all of the burden, financial burdens, everything on you mm-hmm. so he can live his dream and then turn around and treat you like shit on top of it.
1: So yeah, that I mean, it was a big thing because he was only making 800 um, a month and so that basically covered his car payment, which was a car I loaned him two thousand to get. Yeah, and then he basically paid, I think, for um, why can't I? Why am I blanking right now? <laughs>
0: I'm assuming you didn't what? pay for much.
1: <laughs> yeah, he didn't pay for much. His his phone bill, um, our cable bill, and I think it was like our electrical bill. I don't know. He was, like, I guess, just expecting of me to give him money. And I would always try and get him to sit down with me so we could get a budget going, so we could figure out where money is going. But the argument had turned into like, well, how we contribute. He literally looked me straight in the eye and told me the way he contributed to our relationship was sex.
0: Uh,
1: okay. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> so he was just like had no concept of what being an adult, I guess, is. Um,
0: he seriously was a sociopath, narcissist. <laughs> What's in his pants isn't paying the bills and (laughs) nor is it giving you any sort of emotional support or anything it Mm. sounds like he wasn't even that good
1: (laughs) no he what okay so that's what I was going to say but I like stopped myself he would point out that I guess I didn't orgasm enough and made it my fault he didn't even blame himself which it's his his deal, that usually doesn't have anything to do with me. It's what you're doing.
0: It's the guy has one job.
1: <laughs> now I'm like, I have no problem. There's a ton of reasons why. Not just because he probably isn't the best in bed, but also because I wasn't getting what I needed from the relationship. I think that also comes into what happens in the bedroom sometimes. The last year we were together is when I... Uh, found a bag of needles and steroids in our house.
0: Those are pretty pricey, by the way, but I'm sure you already knew that.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know, because I didn't know, he, since, we didn't, since he wouldn't to talk to me about money, I didn't know where the money was going. And whenever I confronted him about it, he just told me they were just like um, growth hormones or something, like not steroids.
0: It's human growth hormone, and they're all tested, especially in MMA. As banned substances. They all have the same purpose.
1: So when they get tested, whenever um, they're going to have a fight, they just go to a doctor and get like blood work and stuff done. And that's what they send in. He was going to somebody he was friends with. I'm guessing that he was just signing off like, yep, all his blood work is fine, even though it's not.
0: I mean, um, you can go on and off of them, but it's not easy. I'm sure there's athletes that do this that are way more informed than I am but you (laughs) you you can get off if you know there's a test coming up I'm not sure what the time frame how long it stays in your system for but I know that you can stop and start up but it's hard on your system to do that
1: yeah so I don't know if that's what he was doing or if it's because he was going to his doctor friend who wouldn't uh, say anything but yeah, I didn't believe him when he told me it wasn't steroids because obviously he has roid rage because he is, he does have these like freak out moments on me mm-hmm. over little things. And then also his back was broken the fuck out like all the time. Okay. It wasn't yeah. like that whenever we first started dating.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but, steroids. That's steroid use. It, yeah. To a T. I mean, that's yeah. stereotypical textbook definition.
1: Um, I'll just say he did not eat healthy <laughs> to have muscle. Like he ate McDonald's and shit. Yeah, he yeah, didn't he's have a clean you, diet.
0: Yeah, he's telling you that you need to exercise and eat a little bit better, but he's going to McDonald's, really? Like, <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I'm sorry, um, but it's just a walking contradiction. It's just insanity that every single thing out of his mouth that you've said so far has literally been hypocrisy. It's just.
1: Mm-hmm. He just had so many double standards for me that he didn't uphold for himself. Mm-hmm. I guess the last time he physically touched me, um, outside my salon, right before I broke up with him, it was like a matter of like two or three months that it happened and
0: really styled fast.
1: Okay. Yeah, well <laughs> I mean, the relationship lasted three years. It should have been I should have gotten out sooner. <laughs> but yeah, the breakup kind of happened pretty we had gone on vacation with some of his friends to florida basically the whole time we were there he just ditched me even if he was around his friends he'd be like go do your own thing everybody in the group is here you just want me to play in the ocean by myself how did the other people
0: in the group respond to this were they questioning him or thinking that this is odd that he would tell you to go away
1: it's not like he was doing it out loud he was just like no go just go 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 do your own thing I don't necessarily like, have the most respect for the some of the people like, he hung around. Especially one of his best friends is pretty abusive, too, to his wife. So I don't think they really cared. <laughs> there were, like, two times that I had needed him to come pick me up after hanging out with friends. The first time it had happened, um, I just realized I had drank too much. So he had no problem like coming in to pick me up, except when he got there, he saw that it was me, my friend, and her boyfriend. As soon as we get in the car, then he starts questioning me. Who is that dude? That's my friend's boyfriend. And he was like, well, why was he there? Like, you didn't tell me a guy was going to be there. You were just going out with your girlfriends. Well, after dinner, when all the other girls left and I was still hanging out with her, her boyfriend wanted to come hang out. So he came and met us here. He basically just proceeded to tell me, like, guys are predators. They'll just go after, like, what they want and stuff. And I'm, it, like, made me feel dumb, too, because I was so you're basically telling me I'm too dumb to tell a guy no if he's hitting on me or making advances.
0: He was being hit on by a girl, mm-hmm.
1: and,
0: and you had to intervene. Mm-hmm. Um, he's tried to take advantage of you on multiple occasions I mean he's projecting if that's the obvious term here is yeah every problem and issue he has he's projecting it onto you or other people
1: the second time where he had to pick me up I actually I had gone out with a girlfriend I'm pretty sure I got roofied literally only had like maybe four drinks and it was the same drink it wasn't like i was mixing drinks i even before i started leaving the bar i started blacking out so then my friends on the ground with me you know rubbing my back while i throw up and i'm like crying and she's trying to call my ex she has to call him several times because he keeps on hanging up on her telling her that i'm her problem and that I'm ruining his night. Like, I let him go and hang out with his guy friends.
0: You need help. And... Yeah,
1: I need that's... help. And that's what my friend was. She's like, she's sick. Like, she needs you to come pick her up. Well, he finally does. And this was like the last thing I remember of that night. Because that's when I just like completely blacked out. He like grabbed me by my arm, literally dragged me. Dragged me on the floor to his car and threw me in his car. Then I don't remember anything till like, the next morning when I woke up and I was, like, completely naked. And then he proceeded to not talk to me all day. I had, like, the worst hangover I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. I found out he's the one who had stripped me naked because he wanted to see, make sure that the guys I had been hanging out with hadn't done anything to me. And I don't know how you do that if you're not a doctor or how you make that conclusion. But apparently he thought he could. So,
0: Do you think he molested you that night?
1: I'm assuming he did. I don't know. In his mind, I feel like it was a good intention. But to anybody else, I think it sounds creepy.
0: It it sounds horrifying. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You want to talk about the breakup and how? Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) This happened like a day or two before the breakup. We had gone to a friend's birthday. We were sitting at the end of the table with one of his students and her boyfriend. And he was just being like a complete jerk to um, to her boyfriend. Like he was trying to talk to my ex, and he was just making it very known that he did not care to talk to him or he didn't care what this guy was saying and I just had kind of leaned over and was hey like get in a better mood and he leans over and he's like mind your own fucking business and so for whatever reason that made me lose it started crying and I went to the bathroom proceeded to leave and before I hit the door to leave he shows up and he's like where did you go I've been looking for you like I didn't know where you went completely oblivious to anything that just happened or that I've been like crying. It probably still looked like I had been crying. I'm leaving and I left. And then I think it was like a couple days later, I got a notification that he had liked something on my Instagram. I clicked on it and clicked on his name. It showed me that he had blocked me from Instagram or his account we've been dating for three years, like, we live together. We should be able to see each other, like, what each other is doing on social media. And so then, well, I wonder if he's dumb enough that he has, I don't know, some evidence that he's been cheating on his laptop. I mean, that should have just been the first red flag, where I should have just been like, if I'm having these thoughts, I should just go. I look, and sure enough, I find things, I find pictures of two girls, naked pictures of them, pictures of them with him, and screenshotted, like, text messages between him and them. And I was like, I think I'm just going to act like nothing's wrong. I'm going to be safe, just find a new place for myself, and once I'm moving out, tell him. I did end up, like, literally the next day finding the apartment I was going to live at, So I texted him, please do not come home tonight. He responds back, what are you talking about? Like, why? You can go stay with your girlfriend. Then he calls me. What the fuck are you talking about, Megan? You're crazy. And then I sent him all the pictures I had. And then he immediately hangs up on me. When he came home that night, he ignored me, which made me even more mad. I'm like following him around the house, I'm yelling at him. Then he proceeds to take my phone and deletes all those pictures that I had. And then now looking back, super stupid because he could have murdered me if he wanted to, but I just took my phone back. He really didn't talk to me, except that one day I was leaving work. I'm at the light right outside of my work. The person next to me honks and I look over and it's him. And there's no reason for him to be on my side of town. He proceeds to tell me that my taillight is out.
0: Oh, what a nice guy.
1: (laughs) So we go to AutoZone and he fixes it. And then he's, yeah, I was just sitting outside of your work all day. And I just couldn't bring myself to come in. At the time, it didn't weird me out. But now I'm like, it kind of weirds me out that he just sat outside all day of my work.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, I had a stalker episode that completely covered this whole issue right here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Conveniently, as soon as the movers were done at moving me into my new place and left, I got this like long ass text message from him, basically telling me that I tricked him into falling in love with, with me, that I was like the devil. And, um, I mean, I already said that he uh, told me that I had been planning this whole like lie for the last six months and that I would never find love because I'm covered in tattoos and that I'm a slut and that no like self-respecting champion like himself would ever bring me around their family or friends. You know, I would just get like random like hateful text messages like the ones I shared with you. (laughs) Then, I think it was, like, a day or two after that, me and my ex had planned to meet up so he could give me mail. Then he called me that day. I told him I had just gotten out of a doctor's appointment, and he was like, oh, what kind of doctor's appointment? I told him, like, it was really none of his business now that we weren't together. And then he proceeds to tell me it is his business if I'm aborting his child. So (laughs) then I kind of just laughed at that because it was just such an insane thing to say then i was just like i went to a therapist and then his his response was just like oh just getting more bad advice then later that day we met up he didn't have my mail with him he oh, so but he proceeded to
0: so, so literally he lied to get you to be around him because he um
1: pre- yeah. pretty much <laughs> or he's just like that irresponsible that the one thing he was supposed to remember He didn't bring. Yeah, so we meet up. Doesn't have any mail. But he proceeds to grab me by my face and, like, force kiss me and tell me that I'm his and that I'll always be his. And then he started asking me where I had been the other night. Who were those two dudes you were with outside of Raw the other night? We had dinner for her birthday. And I asked him how he knew that. He just kind of, like, smirked, told me that he had his sources. He proceeded to tell me like he knew everywhere else we had been that night too, like the bars we had gone to. Later, I found out that he was using Find My iPhone to stalk me. He had put it on my phone while we were still together um, because he said like he had lost his phone one time. And he was like, just in case like that ever happens again. But I'm pretty sure he was using it. Keep track of me.
0: He didn't trust you. Since he was cheating on you, obviously, he just assumed that you were too. Or, he, mm-hmm. again, it's projecting his own issues onto others. He wants to have control. It's so textbook at this point, it's kind of disgusting. I... <laughs> it's just...
1: Yeah, I didn't find out this information that how he was like stalking me. For some reason, I had to um, like change my um, Apple password. And once I did that, that's when I started getting the emails saying that somebody was trying to get in to find my iPhone. I still get those emails today. (laughs) The whole time, like, he was telling me about these two girls, like, I literally felt he was, like, getting off on telling me. Like, he just, like, had this weird, like, smirk the whole time on his face. It made him happy to tell me these details. And then before we left, he basically had the audacity to ask If I was going to be able to support myself now that we weren't together, he told me that even if I had told people what had happened or, like, my side of the story or whatever, that he knew I didn't care what others think. So I could get past their, like, judgment of me, which is weird. I don't know if that's, like, some weird, like, control thing.
0: Did he date anybody after you that you knew of?
1: Um, not that I know of, but I think he did because I stopped getting, like, the hateful text messages from him for a while. Like, after, like, I think two months of us being broken up, a year after us breaking up, like, exactly like a year to the day to us breaking up, I got a message from some, a mutual friend of ours that basically said, um... You know, somebody was asking about you today. And then whenever I responded back, like, hmm, I wonder who, they told me that they think he was dating someone and that it ended. And that's why he started asking about me again. And then I get a text from him basically being like, hey, can you, like, forgive me already so we can be friends? I was like, no, because I don't want to be friends with somebody who stabs me in the back. He responds by telling me that any guy would have done the same thing to me, which really makes me mad. I tell him to fucking leave me alone. He responded by telling me that he he could still feel that I loved him through the phone, which really creeped me out. Leave me alone or I will get the cops involved this time. And I haven't heard from him since then. I have him blocked on all social media. Mm-hmm. I don't have his phone number blocked, and I did that because if he did choose to like text me or something, at least I knew about it. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know if he saw me out in public and texted me like, "Hey, I saw you out." I would like to know that.
0: And keep a log of it.
1: Yeah, and keep a log of it. And, yeah, of it.
0: and, of it. and, and in some weird way people that abuse or are manipulative like that they they think well if you're allowing me to do this then it's okay or you Mm -hmm. deserve it or something whatever Mm -hmm. skewed Mm -hmm. twisted thought it is in their head but they think it's all right
1: yeah yeah and it's not
0: just from the beginning to the end of him starting with this the little kind of dig on the tattoos to his friends and alienating you to Physical abuse, sexual abuse, to the stalker mentality. It just—I've seen this happen a lot, and nobody starts out really horrible, you know. There's the the terrible red flags are rarely ever, you know, the freaks aren't ever waving their red flags on your first date.
1: Yeah, no, but like um, I was actually last night. Me and my boyfriend had gone. Out to dinner, and I was just, I'm so glad that you're so normal because I've dated so many people that there were so many red flags. My advice would be because whenever I was in the relationship, I literally felt like I couldn't get out. And if I did, like I would be in a really bad place. But honestly, once I did get out, I'm in such a better place. I don't have somebody like constantly in my ear telling me like I'm a bad person or I'm not good enough. Whenever I was in the relationship, I really didn't reach out to people and, like, tell them what was going on, which I think a lot of people who are in abusive situations do because they're ashamed or embarrassed of what's going on. I just want people to know if I could leave a situation like this, like, they can too. And even if it's just, like, reaching out to somebody to kind of tell someone else what's going on, it's better than feeling like you're alone in it.
0: The people that you know care about you, mm-hmm. want, want to know mm-hmm. how you're doing, want to know what's going on. And you, you have to identify who those people are and, and make sure you reach out to them. Yeah. One of them realizes that it's the situation has gone too far. They, they might need to intervene they might need to call the police
1: and there's also the domestic abuse hotline too like if you don't know where to go or like what the next step would be to take to leave an abusive relationship you can call them and they can help you too all
0: right well thank you again so much megan for telling your story
1: no thank you for letting me take your
0: time <laughs> oh fine I would like to thank They Walk Among Us for the recommendation on their show. i also like to thank Megan for sharing. I have two episodes ready to go with my trip to New York, and I've had some delays on this release. But it's all worked out now, and look forward to those next two episodes.